Have you ever been blamed for something that you didn't do? Maybe by a brother or sister or another kid at school um, or just someone in general. You were close to a situation and you got in trouble for something that was not your fault. How did you react? Did you feel like it wasn't fair? Well, we're going to see that very same situation happen to Joseph in our story today. I'm so glad that you've joined me on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's Word. Well, we've been reading the story of Joseph. And in our last chapter in Genesis, we took a little detour and heard what was happening with Judah and Tamar. But in today's chapter, we're back to the story of Joseph. Now, if you remember, Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob, his father. And Jacob had made Joseph this beautiful coat of many colors. The 11 brothers were jealous of Joseph and they hated him. And they decided to kill him. Now, Reuben intervened and their plans changed and they ended up selling their brother to these Ishmaelite traders who were on their way down to Egypt. Right now, Jacob and Leah believe that Joseph is dead, that he's been mauled by a wild animal and killed. The brothers know that he's alive, but they'll probably never see him again. And Joseph is far away from his family, far away from the promised land in Canaan, far away from the covenant, far away from everything he knows. He's just a 17-year-old young man. In some ways, it seems like he's far away from God, but I want you to think about that as we read today. Pay attention to what people are doing to Joseph, what's happening with, with people in the story, and then what is God doing in the story? So what does the Bible say people are doing to Joseph, and what is God doing to Joseph as we read? We're going to read chapter 39, so find that in your Bibles. If you don't have your Bible with you right now, I would encourage you to read this chapter later on, um, on your own. I think it's so important to put your eyeballs on the Word of God and really think about it and read it for yourself. So this is Genesis chapter 39. Here we go. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, 
Behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day, when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought among us this Hebrew to laugh at us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, This is the way your servant treated me, his anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined and he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge, because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. So Joseph here is falsely accused. He is upright. He does the right thing. He respects his master, Potiphar. Um, and he says no to temptation, no to Potiphar's wife over and over. It says in our text um, that it was day after day she was asking him and tempting him and he would say no to her and then when he found himself in danger he did the right thing and he ran away but he was falsely accused and unfortunately Potiphar believed his wife instead of Joseph and Joseph is thrown into prison so people in this story are doing some wrong things right Potiphar's wife is pretty wicked Potiphar shouldn't have believed her he shouldn't have been thrown in prison. But what is God doing in these verses? A key theme in the story of Joseph is that God's purpose is accomplished despite people's unrighteousness. In fact, I think that's a theme in the whole book of Genesis and in the whole Bible. God's purposes are going to be accomplished despite the evil things that people are doing to Joseph. So let's look here. What is the Lord doing? In verse 3, um, Potiphar saw that the Lord was with Joseph, and the Lord caused all that Joseph did to succeed in his hands. Even um, a few verses later, Potiphar's house and fields were blessed because of Joseph. 
So Potiphar got some blessing. Things went well for him because Joseph was there and because the Lord um, was blessing Joseph. And then later on when he's in prison, in verse 21, it says, The Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So has God left Joseph alone? Absolutely not. He's with him and he's giving him favor and giving him success. Even in these situations where people are doing wicked things to Joseph, selling him as a slave, buying him as a slave, falsely accusing him, putting him in prison, through all of those things, God is with him and giving him favor. It's clear that God has a purpose here. What's the message for us? No matter what awful situations we find ourselves in, we can always cry out to the Lord because like Joseph, he is with us. We can never run away from God. We can never be hidden from his sight. Um, And he cares about his children. He cared about Joseph and was with him. Another thing to pay attention to in the story of Joseph is ways that Joseph points us towards Jesus. There's a lot of similarities between the story of Joseph and and Jesus' life. And so when we look at those, um, it helps us pay attention to certain things about Jesus. Both Joseph and Jesus were wrongly accused. Joseph is wrongly accused of lying with Potiphar's wife. Jesus was falsely accused of blasphemy. Joseph resisted temptation. He said no day after day. Do you remember when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights by Satan and he resisted? He said no to temptation. Both Joseph and Jesus even went down to Egypt. Even some of the small details, like where they were, is the same. Joseph points us towards Jesus and reminds us of him, helps us to think about Jesus. Our memory verse for this week is Romans 12, verses 17, 18, and 19. It says, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So think about the life of Joseph. Did he repay evil for evil? Did he do what is honorable? Did he try to live peaceably? Did he avenge himself or did he leave it to the wrath of God? What about the example of Jesus Christ? Did he repay evil for evil? Did he live honorably and peaceably? Did he avenge himself? himself? No, both of them, both Joseph and Jesus, obeyed these commandments. And we want to do that too by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'd encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to help you with this. When someone does something wrong to you, can you obey these verses? Well, I'm so glad that you joined me on Audacious Arrows in Reading the Bible. One more thing that I want to bring up is that you now have the opportunity to support this podcast. I don't produce this show to make a profit. I do it because I really want my own kids and other children to be students of God's word. But if it would bring you joy to support the show, you can find out more details in the show description. We'll see you next time.